Welcome back to the HTB Creative Fuse podcast. I'm your host, Sarah, part of the creative team here at HTB. We are in Dalton, Georgia, and we're located right across the street from Burr Park. I'm hanging out this morning with Mark Hanna, a local director and producer. Thank you for joining us today. You're welcome. Thank um, you to have me. Yeah, absolutely. We're excited to hear more about you and who you are and what you do. So let's start by telling us a little about what exactly you do, how you got involved in it. And I think I read that you own your own production company. Yes, Is that's that right? Correct. Okay, awesome. I did some yes. research, but I want to make sure I have all okay. my facts straight. And hearing about how you got into the industry as a whole. And I know Atlanta is a huge filming location, yes. but I know you're also a Dalton local. Yes. Um, so kind of how all of that kind of ties together. Okay. Well, let's start at the beginning. Yeah. Um, so born. I'm, a, I'm yep. a native of Dalton. I was born here, which is actually getting rarer and rarer. I was at a it is. one of those group things where you, you stand around and you say, oh, I'm so-and-so and I'm from here. And this is one of my favorite ice cream flavors or something. And we had gotten around two-thirds of the circle and somebody said, I'm kind of a rare thing. I'm a Dalton native. And it just, and I went, wow, that person's right because everybody else is from someplace yeah. else and move in here. So I was born here, watched a lot of TV, probably too much when I was a kid. My parents always took me to the movie theater with them. They figured if it was too adult, it would go over my head. Okay. It, it did, but there were obviously <laughs> things I was confused confused about yeah you know at that time it was the wink theater was the only theater in town oh the one right over here yes yeah and a couple of drive-in theaters so to go to this big neon lit giant theater at night with your parents and see some big you know 60s or 70s motion picture sci-fi extravaganza i mean it was special and you've got to also remember films were rare back then if you missed it at the theater there's a chance you were never going to see it. Exactly. Yeah. Were, this was pre-VHS. They weren't going to like, you couldn't get it from a red box. Exactly. They weren't going to preview it on Disney Plus like no two weeks later. No blockbuster, no streaming, no anything. Oh, I miss so, blockbuster. So because of that rarity, movies had more value, yeah. if that makes sense. I mean, now it's just it's potato chips now almost. I'm not saying it's a not a $200 million produced potato chip, yeah. but it's still a potato chip now. There's so many of them. So anyway, so I was doing that. So I was always always interested in in the movies. There's always been a very good creative atmosphere here in Dalton. I don't know if you're aware, the Dalton Little Theater is the oldest community theater in Georgia. I did not know that. Yes. There's been some times where they haven't done stuff because of a war or just whatever. But from the start time to now, it's got the longest heritage of any community theater in oh, georgia that's fascinating i emailed them the other day i'd love okay. to have them on but yeah i didn't know that that's yes. great so because of that a lot of the teachers and stuff you know we started doing plays in in elementary school yeah and so i was interested in that i was literally in the closet one day and found my dad's old home movie camera oh i said oh here's what he used to shoot christmas stuff on and i looked through the viewfinder and a light went off. That was it. I literally had an epiphany. And I said, I want to make movies. What a cool feeling to it, just like. Yes. One day it just happens and you're like, well, this is what I'm doing with my life. I, I, I literally looked through the little square and it just, and that was it. And I yeah. can remember that exact moment. I can show you where I, I was and just all that. So I got dad to show me how the camera worked and filmed that. There's more to this story. I'll come back to that later, but wound up being interested in film. 
and then went to the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. They were about the only university in the South at that time that had a film department, and you could get a degree in motion pictures. And um, so I went there, got it, and then this ties into this. We are recording this in September of 2022. Yeah. My first professional job out of college working on a film was September of 1982. So cool. this this month is my 40th anniversary of uh, of being in 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 film professionally as a well, as a congratulations. Thank you. Thank Good you. for you. Yeah, yeah. You've stuck made with like it. a whole career of it. Sure. Good. Okay. Um, yeah, footnote to that. Okay. In college, uh, I had spring break, and I talked to my professors, and they let me off for a week. Okay, you ready for this one? Uh-huh. I was an extra for two weeks in the made-for-TV movie extravaganza Coward of the County with Kenny Rogers. He had a hit song called Coward of the County. Cool. They made it into a TV (laughs) movie, and they filmed it in Georgia. So and you just like you had spring break, but then you had an extra week, and you were like, "Well, I'm I, asked, go. I asked the the professors, can I take a week off yeah. and be in this movie, and I can work for two weeks?" And they all said, "Yeah, it was great." Well, they should have given you like partial credit for that. Something. It's part of your I should have got an extra half yes. hour of credit or something. So that was that was the first time I was on a, a set and got paid. That's great experience. But I was still in college, yeah. so you know it was still a while before before I could say, okay, I've actually started my career. So I really celebrate it September of '82. Okay. Anyway, so having done that, I've done the career. I've always had a base in Dalton. Part of that is I was doing corporate work in Atlanta. I was doing commercials in Nashville. Oh, this is a and great was, center point. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I was doing low-budget films in North Carolina at a studio they used to have outside of Charlotte. Okay. Well, if I moved to any one of those places, I would be further from the others. Yeah. And Dalton was just here centrally located. So I always just kept an apartment here. I've worked in California also. And I would, uh, for a while, for several years, I kept a, like a one-bedroom apartment. So they could call you on Thursday and say, we need you Tuesday. And, and I could get there and I'd have a place. Yeah. and. You know, I had a little setup. I didn't have to crash on somebody's couch. So so I did that, but I've, I've always been Dalton-based. And it's there's pluses and minuses. I think if I had lived nonstop in L.A., I would have had a slightly different career. I would have sure. maybe been working on bigger movies and stuff. But I don't think I would have worked on as varied projects. Yeah, yeah I feel like... And this is speaking from absolutely no experience. Sure. But you, you go out there and you kind of find a niche and you, you get stuck in that or you meet this, the people and you know them and you stay in that routine. Right. So especially being so centrally located to all of these different areas, you've had the opportunity, and this is just me just guessing here. Sure. But to meet a bunch of different people and have your your hand in a bunch of different projects. You're, you're absolutely not okay. wrong at all with that. So, so let's go back to the part. I have my own company. Mm -hmm. It's called Hand Post Film Productions. They don't use the term film much. I'm afraid people are going to think I make saran wrap or something. So we may change it to something else. He's just wrapping the entirety of Dalton in saran wrap. Yes. He's a street artist now. Um, Talking about the creative stuff, there's another odd thing about me and my group of buddies that came through the school system here. Uh I started uh, messing around with this camera in about fifth grade. And in sixth grade, I met a guy I'd never met before. We came up through the grades together. He's from Dalton, but we just never had a class together and didn't meet. Sixth grade, we're in the same class together. His name is Alan Poston. He was in the class. We were talking, and I said, so what'd you do this weekend? Because we're just kind of getting to know each other. And he goes, oh, I was making a movie. 
and my jaw hit the floor. And I'm, I, seeing, I go, I'm seeing what's happening. You were making a movie? Because this was so weird. Mm-hmm. So we got together. So it was either going to be Hannah Studios, Han, Han Post Studios, or post and productions or something so we we compromised so it's been hand post productions god and this goes on back maybe 72 i'd have to go back and look at our first little movie we made together but i mean so hand, so i always kept the name yeah then in so that was sixth grade in eighth grade okay. we we're there and of course we're the big shot movie producers here in yeah, dalton now you, you know dalton middle school and everything everyone Junior should High know your name exactly mm-hmm. And somebody comes up and they go, hey, you know, there's this kid in seventh grade that makes movies, too. And we were like, what? An usurper. You know, who is this guy? And we went and it was Jeff Burr. And like Burr Park, yeah, Jeff Burr? Burr? Oh, yes, okay. Yes, okay. Same family. The, his mother is Jean Burr, who donated that. Oh, I'm yes. tracking. And then great. Jeff is the son. And then uh, so Jeff's a grade behind his brother, Bill Burr was a year ahead and so the two of them were doing stuff with bill the older brother kind of being the producer guy Mm -hmm. and jeff being the director and so then jeff came along then from us always making films two of the guys went into two other guys uh tommy k some people know him because sheila k was his mom and she did the red cross here in Dalton for 20 years at least so tommy k went to california worked on films and commercials and stuff and then another guy named Robert Sheroff, and he had a brother that was a lawyer here for a while also, Mike Sheroff. And Robert and Tommy wound up in advertising wow. with some really big accounts. Uh, Robert had the Marine Corps for a while. Wow. At one of the agencies he was at. He worked Marine on Corps. the Delta account okay. for Saatchi and Saatchi out of New York, but he was their man here in Georgia and some other big ones also. So they got into advertising. They were all in the movies. And another another guy named Mike Malone, which some people may especially remember his mother, Ada Lee Malone. She was a singer and appeared in the Straw Hat Follies. Do you know what that is? I don't. There's your next podcast. Okay. Straw Hat Follies was yeah. Straw Hat Follies was an annual community wide talent show open to anybody to come in and do talent that raised money for the Dalton High Catamount Marching Band. Oh. So they would bring in a director from New York, and he would put the whole thing together, and everybody would volunteer and all this. And so all these people would come and do a a huge—you'd be surprised how good some of the talent was here in Dalton, and still is, but but you had that. So uh, anyway, Ada Lee Malone, Mike's mom— did that. Mike is a, a like a prop guy out in California. Worked Man. on a bunch of bunch of movies, bunch of um, Steven Soderbergh's stuff. Look him up if yeah. you don't know who he is. He's worked with all kind of people. Soderbergh would usually stick him in a scene. He's got a little um, little back and forth with George Clooney oh. in the uh, bank robbery movie that Clooney did with J Lo. If you remember that one, she's like the FBI agent. He's the charming bank robber. Do you remember what it's called? I can't remember the name of it. Okay, but anyway, so so he's got that, and um, he does uh, television stuff now. So anyway, there was this whole little group of us that wound up. In one end of the industry or the other. Yeah. One of the things that enabled us to do that was the Creative Arts Guild, who at the time was run by Bernice Spiegel. Mm-hmm. She found out about us. We went to them. We talked. They started the Young Filmmakers Program there. This is back in the 70s. So it was uh, myself, Alan Poston, and Jeff Burr. Okay. And she would give us grants in the summer to make movies 
So we would work all summer long, make movies, and then in the fall after they were edited, we would literally do these big premiere things where the actors would pull up in cars and get out and... And no we would way. screen the film and all that stuff. Of course, it was all local stuff what at an adult cool level, but it was great. What a experience for yes. kids to yes. do. Like, that's so encouraging of these, like, passions that you clearly have. And you're already running around town with a camera, like, yes. getting in trouble and, yes. like, sneaking it away, you know, because this is the scene. Well, but think about this also. You could go anywhere in town. They had no idea who we were. We sure. were kids with, with little Super 8 cameras and funny yeah. costumes on. <laughs> yeah. And three or four people, and we would go in, and not just local stuff. I mean, like chain stores, because before the internet and everything, yeah. you could go to Ecker Drugs or, oh, you know, Kroger, and just go up and go, is the manager here? And they go, yeah. And so you'd talk to me and go, hey, we're making a movie, you know, can we film here? And he's like, who are you guys? Well, we're doing a film for the Creative Arts Guild. And he and would go, like, oh, oh yeah. sure, okay, like, what we do you know need? Them. Yeah. Yeah. Can, we, can we go back in the frozen food department for 10 minutes? Yeah, sure, sure. Oh, that's so and great. And so that opened so many doors. I have talked over and over again about the power of yes. Mm-hmm. That if somebody, and I didn't invent it, but it just for us, people were saying yes. Yes, here's some money for you to make a movie. Yes, here is uh, access to this location you want. Yes, here's a way to have the community participate in the final product. Yeah, and it's never, I have a... Uh, really close friend of mine who used to be a manager and she would always say it's never no it's how yes so it's not always an easy yes it's not always like absolutely you could do whatever you want it's not no it's just how can we figure out how to make this work exactly and it's 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 great i mean like that's so terrific and for the kids and stuff we mentioned that the Dalton Little Theater is the oldest theater organization in Georgia the Creative Arts Guild is the oldest arts organization community arts organization in the state of georgia the arts guild is really cool i think they started in 62 there again that came from dalton which think mayberry got (laughs) this incredible influx of people from not just all over the country all over the world Mm -hmm. and they gathered here because of the carpet industry and so you had all these people that had all these other influences and experiences and backgrounds and all that and so we were able to have this small safe close-knit community that had so much outside experience yeah and because of that that led to all this other stuff you know certainly for me and my filmmaking cohorts so you know what a great I, I can't imagine at the same time growing up and i don't want to say any other towns but drive 20 30 miles in any direction pick that town and I don't think we would have had the same experience at all no I don't think so I just think the the outpouring of support for you guys even as kids is just really it's awesome the international big city part is this they let us have a a premiere and people would come we had the time set aside and all that the flip side of the coin is the Mayberry. Here's the Mayberry side. We were having a premiere at the Arts Guild on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. This was really Alan and mine's first big production. It was the first one that was more than five minutes. It was like a half hour long movie or something. Okay. We're showing the film Sunday afternoon. The projector bulb burns out. <laughs> Yeah. We we it, it was beyond our comprehension because, because it was wild. well we we'd had the you know the projector was new to us we hadn't yeah. had it more than two years 
and the bulb had never burned out. So it chooses to burn out, of course, yeah. during the premiere. What is it, Murphy's Law? Yeah, I like to call it the luck of the Hannahs at this point in my life. Okay. It's just the things that happened to me. So we had that. Of course, it took a minute to figure out what had happened because it had never happened no. before. So my mom, we weren't even old enough to drive at this point. We we're like 15. So we say, um, can everybody wait a minute? So on Sunday afternoon, she calls Mr. Finley, who had Finley's Photoshop downtown. He had to have been in his 70s and maybe even his 80s. Finley's goes, but you can find pictures from Dalton in the 20s. And it says Finley's studio. I think maybe even his dad had it before that. She calls Mr. Finley at home. He drives to his Photoshop downtown, <laughs> opens it up, goes in, gets a, a bulb, and we run it the two blocks back to the Arts Guild, which was in the old firehouse at that time. Okay. Or maybe it was only a block. And we put the bulb in, and we pick up where we left off. And everybody waited for us to get the bulb and do it. Oh, because they're just so excited for y'all. They're so And supportive. it's a small town. I mean, everybody, okay. you know, it's well, like, well, the bulb will be here in 10 minutes. Why are we going to, you know? Yeah, we'll just wait. Exactly. We'll just talk to our neighbor. Yep. Yep. Catch so up. So anyway, I mean, you get that kind of a, a background. How can you say no to following your dream? Yeah. You know, when you've great. always had it manifest, you've already had it manifest as a kid. Yeah. Know? Like, you, you can't turn your back on it at that point. Exactly. You're like, you've, it's already happened so much, even to this extent. Like, we're not we're not stopping now. Yes. So, and then, honestly, my next question was, like, how has Dalton played a role in either your filmmaking or business development? And, I mean, you kind of answered it. Like, it's been, you know, and it, as you've gotten older and you've done some bigger stuff, you know, has it has it played a role in that as well? I know earlier, before we started to record, we were talking about going to Romania. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. Sure. Um, if you want to talk about that at all, feel free. Sure. Well, uh, let's go back to Jeff Burr. Um, he did, and it's billed as uh, Dalton's first feature film. Okay. And so I got out of college and worked on a few films. He got out of college. So he and his brother Bill are out in California and doing stuff. And they've got their mix of uh, movie buddies and stuff. And so I came up with a low-budget horror movie script, which is you know, the traditional way to break into the business yep. because you can do it cheap and stuff. And came back to Dalton. And if, one of the, I'll say this, one of the things that's changed in Dalton is the industry has matured. In the 60s, especially the 70s, and then up through the 80s, everybody and his brother had a carpet mill. Yeah. And you could go from one to the mm-hmm. other, to the other, to the other. And it's matured. There's the companies have been bought out. My dad had a small carpet related in, uh, business. He was bought out. You know, some guys were looking to expand. It just came and said, "Hey, you want to you yeah. want to sell us your business?" He's like, "Yeah." So he sold and got into something else. But it, it's like the auto industry. If you go back to like the teens and the twenties, I mean, there were like sixty auto manufacturers. Yeah, now in there's the like four. Exactly. Yeah. So at that time, you could go around and get a little money from this guy and this guy and this guy and this guy. And so uh, Jeff and his brother did that and raised the money to produce the film and then filmed it here because there again, we have a carnival scene. Where are we going to film that? How about Prater's Mill? Sure, we'll call, fill in the name of the lady we all know. Yeah. Ask her, sure, what do you need it for? Well, we need it for two nights. Okay, you got it. You know, no yeah. fee, no anything. Then you put the word out, hey, you want to be in a movie, come dress like it's the 1930s and show up at Prater's Mill on this night. And you've got 200 extras for oh, free. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it's that kind of stuff. And so came back and filmed that here. And then later we, we talked about going to Romania. That was Jeff again. And by then, because of the first film shot and produced here, mm-hmm. 
he has gone on and had, of all of us, the best feature film career of any of us. He's done probably close to 20 movies. Cool. And uh, when he got ready to do the a World War II movie and had contacts in Romania because he'd shot some stuff there, then we went there to do it. So I think I never would have wound up there yeah. if we hadn't started here in Dalton. Yeah. I mean, you connect the dots, and that's that's how you get there. Yeah. The Romanian director of photography and also the co-owner of the production company over there, he's been to Dalton. Uh, somebody called Jeff about a movie they were going to direct in Nashville, and he said, Sergey is the guy's name. He said, get Sergey over here. He's great. He's fast, and he's good. So they got him, and he was in Nashville, so he got to come down to Dalton and hang out and see all the places. So I'm not saying it's a sister city thing, but maybe it's a sister yeah, movie thing. It could be. And so, just like you get to know people and then you get to know more people, but everybody that's kind of like helped connect you kind of started when you were a kid here. So that web just grows. You, you, I like to think of it, you drop that pebble in the pond and, and the waves go out. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. That's, that's the illustration that's I like. That's think about it. And the connections. Uh, one other Dalton story I tell that was the first one that kind of blew my mind was when I was a little kid, we went to Jamaica on vacation. Okay. This is way, I was maybe 12, maybe. So we went there and there was the the little place we were staying and it had its own little uh, cove with a beach or something. So it was a little, you, you kind of recognize the faces after a few days of the other guests and stuff. And I'm out waiting in the water and there's a gentleman there and I'd seen him before or whatever. And we just said hi. And I, as you can tell, I'm 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 not that shy. So <laughs> yeah, I, I picked like, up on that. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Hey, Mister, where are you from? And he goes, Well, I'm I'm from Europe. I'm from Belgium. And I go, Oh wow. And he goes, Where are you from? And I go, Well, I'm from a place you probably haven't heard of in America. It's called Georgia. And he looks at me and he goes, Dalton. Really? Yes. And of I, all the places in Georgia, he's like Dalton. And I go, I, 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 like that. And I'm like, How do you know that? And he goes. So in Belgium and Germany, they make a lot of the equipment that they use here. That's why Dalton has that a sister so city sense. in Belgium. Okay. Because their background is the um, weaving. Mm-hmm. And so they're looking for machines that weave and stuff. And we're looking for the tufted textile. But a lot of the, the mechanisms and machinery and stuff overlap. So there's a lot of Belgian equipment here. There's Belgian companies here. There's, you know, IVC that is part huh. of Mohawk now. Yeah. Was originally from Belgium and came over and started. Bellu. If I'm pronouncing it right, I never could pronounce it right. That that was a Belgian-based company, so there was a connection there. What a small world. And no, like... no. Here's what I have come to say. Oh, okay. I always used to say it was a small world. I now say it's a small town. Oh, yeah. But... Time and time again and place and place again, I run into people, and there's a Dalton connection. It's like, the what is it, the six degrees of Kevin Bacon or yeah, something? like two it's degrees like of Dalton. Dalton. Yeah. yeah, we're much closer to uh-huh. the world than Kevin Bacon would ever hope to be yeah so oh that's um, so interesting yeah so time and time again we run into places and i directed a movie a very small movie came out on you know straight to dvd or straight to streaming or something and filmed it in tucson arizona and i directed as like a little three-week shoot and uh, came out quick i go to to they had two premieres. They had one in North Carolina and one in Arizona where we shot it. The one in North Carolina is because the lead actress was from North Carolina. So the producer says, hey, we're going to have a, a premiere there. And he had shot something in her hometown also. So there was still kind of a built-in yeah. audience and a fan base for her. 
So I'd worked with her for weeks and weeks. I go to Lumberton, North Carolina. We have the screening and all that. We're in the lobby talking. I go over and I meet her parents. He was a doctor. And we're talking. He lived and worked in Dalton for several years. Of course he did. Of course he did. That's awesome. And we had never, I'd never mentioned that with the actress, and the actress had never said anything. Yeah. But he worked for Hamilton for a few years. He was a surgeon. I forget now what it was. Some A specialty surgeon. And for two to four years was here in Dalton. And again, I go, it's a small town. Yeah. I mean, once you're here for any capacity, like there's going to be 30 people that know you. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah, I love that. So kind of the last two questions that, sure. and I say this every time, that I love to ask everyone. Um, what has been the greatest challenge you faced in your role? And then how are you tackling it? Or did you tackle it? So I'll say this. My biggest challenge, because I have my own company and I'm a freelancer. So in other words, I'll, I have my own projects, but I, saw, I also still hire out yeah. for jobs. It's, it's that next job. Yo, yo, yeah. That's yep. the ongoing ch- I do not that have is- that job at the name your whatever is mm-hmm. an ongoing, you know, whether it's a, a bureaucrat working for a, yep. a government thing where you've got your so you many years in. You don't show up and do the same or, thing every day. Like, exactly. Or, yeah. And or you have the- some months where you're like, cool, cool, cool. I'm never going to work again. I'm, and then you have other months where you're like, I'm never going to see anyone I know ever again because I can't stop working. And, and I'm glad yeah. you said months because yeah. that's what it is. It's, it's not days. It's not days. No. It's months. <laughs> yes. Yep. And it, and there's, and I think that, and this is just speaking from experience, but like you figure out kind of the trends too. So like there are some months where you're like, oh, this whole season is slow and it, it's always going to be. And then there's other ones where they're so busy where you're turning down work and you're like, can you just wait until three months from now when it's going to be slow again like so figuring out that balances yeah i mean do you ever figure yes. it out i well, don't well here's a funny thing i was just telling somebody about that i've been in the business long enough bef- and i don't know why this changed i've never seen a study i don't know any of this stuff before 9 11 the not the feature industry but the commercials and corporate stuff mm-hmm. the industrials and and things there were kind of these different seasons and you could, you know, you almost always knew in September and October you were going to be filming stuff for Christmas. Yep. Or first of the year in January and February, you were going to be doing corporate stuff because they had their upcoming conventions. Mm-hmm. And the summer you were doing whatever. So there was this kind of uh, rhythm to the year that you would be working on different things. And then for some reason after 9-11, at least for me, that all went away. Really? And it's just been very, very scattershot since. And huh. I don't know if it's because of 9-11 yeah. did something or if it was just the, something about the business in the country or something went away. But that's that that's one thing I've been around enough to have noticed. And so that's an oddball thing. So it's been a lot more. You could count on things a little bit more yeah. in that earlier season um, than, than since then. So, yeah. you know, the last 20 years have been – you know, looking for that next job or, or oh, yeah. looking for that next project or whatever. I understand. So. I understand. And then what has been the most rewarding part of your job? S- across the board, the two things I enjoy the most, obviously, is the creative stuff. The producing stuff is I produce so that I can direct. Look, we all have some of that. Sure. I never want to edit a photo again in my life. I, I never want to, you know, I once I get the insurance, I never check prices again. I don't mm. want to fool with the paperwork, yep. you know, and the itemized stuff at the end that you, you know, this goes into this pile and that. Man, I don't care for that. But I do that so I can do the directing thing. Yeah. So the two things are 
on set or during the creative process, whether from the writing to the directing and the editing. So obviously the the high watermark of the creative stuff is yeah. a lot of fun, especially on set, because then you're working with a lot of different people and you're getting feedback and somebody comes up with a better idea and then somebody tops that one. Yep. And then by the end, you're like, oh, my God, it's like this whole brainstorming yes. session. Yeah. Yes. And then mm-hmm. uh, then the other satisfaction is if the project comes out well mm-hmm. and they don't always or they don't always come out quite like you wanted. Yeah. When it comes together, it's good. I had one project that I really, really like everything about except the music. Interesting. And I had better music picked out, but it was a corporate thing and a big corporation. So major they're hotel making chain, that last. Yep. Except they didn't make the last decision. Nobody. It was like nobody. There were so many involved. Nobody had the power to say yes. We'll go back to the yes thing. They couldn't commit, but they all had veto power. Yeah. Oh, so if yeah. You got six people. Yep. It only took one to say yet. And and no one is going to have the same opinions on everything. Like that's unrealistic. But so you wound up I, with oh, that kind of middle yes. of the road thing that wasn't very interesting. Did it work? Yes, but it was it is whatever. No. So you had that. So that's that's one of those things where everything else about the project you love, and it's like if you could change that one. Yeah, and then thing, it's like, I just can't yeah. stop thinking about that one thing. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, so oh, yeah. the pleasure comes from the doing and the the final the yeah. final job well done, if you will. And showing it to people and that like like sense of pride of like accomplishing that. That's wonderful. Well, great. Do you have anything coming up that you want to talk about? Can I throw in a free commercial here? Oh, shoot. Yeah. So I've always been interested in theme parks and stuff, and I've done a little bit of stuff with that. I actually worked in California at a special effects company run by a gentleman named Rob Blalack, who just passed away. He was one of the four guys that won an Oscar for Star Wars, the original (gasps) Star Wars special effects. So cool. I got to hold it in my hand. Oh, my God. So I did some work for him over the years. And um, what was the point of that story? I got excited about the Star Wars. Oh, I did too. Oh, I was out there. So I worked on a, a theme park thing. And it was one of those ride simulators. So we were shooting some of the uh, some of the special effects for that uh, miniatures and yeah. uh, the motion control camera that oh, flies so cool. through the set and stuff. <laughs> and the guy I was working with is an Academy Award winner. Alex Funky is his name, and he's won an Academy Award. So that was really a cool project. So I've always been interested in theme park stuff, but I'm also from Dalton. So in 2018, Lake Winnipesoka hired me to help with Lake Winnipesoka. Buka. Oh my gosh. So okay. I've been designing and building haunted houses for them in 18 and 19. Of course, then COVID hit, sure. so two years off. But this year we're back. That's what I'm doing right now. So <gasps> They're for back, those, folks. Yes. Okay. So come up. It's uh, So here's the commercial, guys. Every Friday and Saturday night in October, opens at 6. The haunts open at 8. So I've, I did the haunted houses and the train's kind of spooky if you ride around at night. If it's not, if you're listening to this and it's not 2022, there's a good chance it's still every weekend in October on Fridays and Saturdays because this will be the 11th year they've had it, but 13 years since they started it because we lost the two COVID years. So come up and have fun. And the park's completely open. I don't know if you've been there. I haven't, no. It is, uh, this is an interesting semi-local story, but everybody in Dalton went up. I went up when I was a kid. 
Lake Winnipesoka was started in 1925 okay. by a gentleman and his wife helped run it. Just a few years, maybe 10 years after they started it, he passed away. Mm. His wife could have sold it, but she kept it going. Good for her. In 2025, it will be 100 years old. Oh. It will still be in the same family, and it's always been run by the women in the family. Okay, so I'm a huge fan of this. Yes. I will be coming to visit. Good. I will be coming to the, the haunting thing. Is is it all ages? Is it yes, like, yes, okay. because the park's open. I mean, the little kitty hill is there, okay. and they can ride the rides, and they have parades and stuff, and, and we're pretty good to kind of look at the kids and let the parents know before they come in. I'd, I'd say if you're 10 or older, you're pretty good with anything. You know, one's the crazy yeah. hospital. It's a little gory. Okay. One's the, got the clowns, if you and that's like more clowns, like a crazy yeah. fun house. And okay. then you've got... A couple of jump scares and stuff. So we, we're pretty good at the at the entrances to each of the haunts to let them know. Okay. But, but most of the park is open also. So you can ride the Ferris wheel and get the funnel cake and all <gasps> that really stuff. I really want to go. So, yes. That sounds so much fun. Yes. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Great. Thank you for sharing that especially. Thank you for being here. Thank you to have me. We appreciate your time. Great. And that's it. We'll talk to you next time Super. on Creative Fuse. Thanks for hanging out with us today here at the H2B Creative Fuse podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe, whether you listen on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or Stitcher. H2B Creative is located in downtown Dalton and is here to assist with all of your marketing needs. Check us out at h2bcreative.com, creativefusepodcast.com, or any of our social channels. Until next time, stay creative.